Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Laura, feeling upset about her friend Lucille's passing, decided to drive by the old home her friend owned for so many years. The new owners were in the process of tearing it down, and it stood there, a shell of its former self. Something compelled Laura to pull over and get out of the car. She walked up to the chain-link fence acting as a barrier to getting too close to the house. As she began to reminisce in her head, something caught her attention on the second floor. Her eyes looked up and focused on a person frantically moving about on the upper level. Laura's jaw dropped. The woman was unmistakable, but it should be impossible. Laura stood there as her friend Lucille slowed down, walked over to the window, and waved her to come in with the classic I Love Lucy-esque smile she fondly remembered. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Celebrity Hauntings, Lucille Ball. What's going on, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about a celebrity haunting Lucille Ball, but I'm guessing you already read that in the title, so why don't we just jump right into it? Lucille Ball was born on August 6, 1911 in Jamestown, New York to Henry and Desiree Ball. Henry was a lineman for the telephone company, and that would cause the family to move quite frequently in her very early life. While living in Wyandotte, Michigan in 1915, at the age of three, Lucy would lose her father to typhoid fever. He was only 27 years old. What's even more sad about this is Lucille's mother was pregnant with her brother Frank during the time of his passing. Later in life, Lucille would say she didn't remember much of the day of her father's death, except that a bird got trapped in her house, and this would lead to a lifelong fear of birds, which is known as ornithobia, which is something that... I clearly knew. When Lucy was 12, she would audition for a chorus line and she quickly fell in love with the stage. In 1925, when she was just 14 years old, she would begin dating a man that was 21 that had a less than stellar reputation in the neighborhood. And maybe when you're 21 and dating someone that's 14, that seems to be a bit warranted, right? Hoping to dissolve this relationship, Lucille's mother would enroll her in the dramatic arts school, even though the family had virtually no money. Now, during her time at this school, her teachers would repeatedly tell her that she was never going to make it, she didn't have the talent, and that set a fire under her, and she set out to prove them wrong. And it took a while, but eventually, she would. In the 1920s, she would be hired as an in-house model before moving to New York City in the 30s to pursue acting. Now, in the beginning, she would show up in some Three Stooges shorts, she also showed up in a Marx Brothers film, and eventually, she would even get the title of Queen of the Bee Movies. Eventually, her husband Desi Arnaz and her would film the pilot to I Love Lucy, and CBS quickly shot this down because they didn't think the American audience was ready for a white woman to be married to a Cuban-American. Following this pilot getting shot down, the pair would do a traveling vaudeville act together that would get rave reviews, eventually changing CBS's mind, and they would air the pilot. And once they aired this pilot, it became one of the most watched shows in the country. In fact, the scene in I Love Lucy where she dances the tango holds the longest recorded studio laugh of all time. 
Her and Arnez would go on to create Desilu Studios, and she would become the first head of a studio in Hollywood history. She would go on to star in and produce many other shows and specials for the rest of her life. On April 18, 1989, Lucille would be admitted to the hospital after experiencing chest pains. She underwent a seven-hour surgery to repair her aorta, which was actually successful. However, on April 26, she would wake up with severe back pain, then she would lose consciousness, and sadly, she would die at 5.47 a.m. Lucille Ball, before and after her death, would receive many numerous accolades, including being on Time's 100 Most Influential People of the Century. It appears, though, that Lucille Ball is not quite done in this world, and she's still out there haunting today. The most common place that her spirit has been seen and heard is at her former home in Beverly Hills, California. After her death, her husband Gary Morton would sell the house, and the new owners would actually tear it down to build a new structure. Now, in the process of tearing this down, one of her old friends decided to take a drive by the house just to reminisce on old times. As they got out of the car, they report that they saw Lucille Ball walking frantically around the second floor trying to figure out what was going on in her former home. Although it is an entirely new house, Lucille is still there haunting the people of the home. Now, since then, it's actually changed hands several times, and every owner has their own story of hauntings. Lucille's ghost, though, is reported to be very positive and playful. Lights turning on and off and items being relocated are some of the common hauntings that have been experienced here. Sometimes she moves a box, sometimes she moves a book, sometimes she moves a chair. And I gotta say, like, if you're in my former home, or in the area at least, and I'm haunting it, and your decorating skills aren't up to par, I'm probably gonna move some stuff around myself. Voices and conversations have also been heard upstairs, so maybe Lucy is still recreating some of the old parties she used to have in her former home. One of the creepier ones, though, is that multiple owners have heard the theme song to I Love Lucy playing in the attic on multiple occasions. Not only is Lucy haunting her former home, she's also haunting the former studio where they filmed I Love Lucy. And that is at the Harp Building at Paramount Studios, which has a whole haunted history on its own that we might have to cover one day. Multiple night watchmen have reported to see her walking and even gliding, sometimes at very fast speeds and sometimes as slow as a crawl. Objects also move in this particular building, and her ghost in this place is actually accompanied by the smell of a flowery perfume that many say seem to come from an era long gone. So those are the reported hauntings of Lucille Ball. Myself, Dave, and Jesse are going to sit around and talk about some of these hauntings, but in the comments, why don't you let us know who you want us to cover for celebrity hauntings, and we'll see if we can find anything for you. All right, why don't you stick around for the next part of the show. on ladies and gentlemen welcome to hometown ghost stories celebrity hauntings tonight we're talking about the ghost of lucille ball i'm jesse wilkins i'm joined by rob coakley hello rob what's going on jesse yeah this is one that i've kind of had in the back pocket for a few months and i'm glad we finally get to cover it me too we're also joined by dave wilkins hello there dave hello this is one that i've also considered covering a few times when i'm looking for celebrity hauntings it's so hard to find celebrity hauntings i thought 
I always thought that it would just be so easy. Just Google any celebrity, Google haunting, and they probably all haunt, but they really don't. There really only is a select few. Yeah, you really have to dig a lot on these and because otherwise it's the same ones that pop up. Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, a couple others, and then to get others that are haunting places, like you really have to like look up that person, hope they have no eerie things associated with them during lifetimes and filter through all that. But yeah, it's it's fun when we do find some of these celebrity hauntings to cover. For sure. For sure. And this is a good one. Uh, Lucille Ball. My dog, Lucy, is named after Lucille Ball. Oh, really? The dog, the dog is a redhead. So I like this name or Lucy. Oh. Lucille Ball. Perfect. There, yeah. There's a lot, not even just the hauntings. I learned a lot about Lucille Ball while covering this because I think everyone knows the show I Love Lucy. I, I'm not even going to say everyone's watched it. I just think everyone at least knows of it because it's so iconic mm-hmm. and was just such a big part of pop pop culture from the time it came out all the way through now but she is more than that persona that she had in that show i mean obviously she's acting but right. the barriers that she broke in entertainment is mind-boggling like just the stuff that she was doing that wasn't supposed to be done then or couldn't be done between being on screen with her real life cuban husband at the time um desi arnaz like studios were scared of that they were like terrified do you think that's why they stuck them in different beds uh that was a trope of the era so that yeah, wasn't that just was for part that of it, but it, it yeah right. it was for some reason television they didn't want to show that husband yeah. and wife slept together in the same bed because they, did, they didn't want anyone to know that secret right it's right. It was a weird. It was a weird time for old-fashioned television, but yeah. yeah, they kind of broke down barriers with with this whole situation. I actually was watching the. There was a show uh, about the life and career of of Lucille Ball mm-hmm. and De- and Desi and everything like that. And I was it wasn't something that I sought out to watch, but the wife happened to be watching it, and I just sat down and was watching along, and it was actually unbelievably interesting. And I. Yeah. I watched several episodes i don't think i watched the whole thing but it was really well done it was kind of a cool story about her life and kind of the behind the scenes stuff and what went into the creation because she had a lot to do with just the whole creative aspect of that show and it was who's going to be sitting where in each scene like she was really really specific on how she wanted things done and how she wanted on camera she wasn't just an actress like she was basically producing this whole show she was in charge of the whole situation so she was definitely a workaholic and she was definitely a perfectionist when it came to her craft and i mean she became she carved out her own legacy and became one of the biggest superstars ever and it was you just you watch the show and you're like it's a quirky comedy sitcom whatever and there's just so much more that went on behind the scenes with her Kind of. yeah. she, she was a generational talent. Wasn't yeah. she, she was so genuinely funny and in every aspect. It wasn't just the lines that she was saying. It was her body language, her the the expressions that she would make. Just a genuinely funny person and super talented. Yeah, and this show actually like created the studio audience thing. It created a lot of the format for for sitcoms for you know fifty years almost like. This is shows change, but the formatting was pretty much the same. Look at I Love Lucy and put it up against like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like just the way that it's shot with the with the in live 
studio audience. It's it's essentially the same type of show still at that point. It's how, these, it's how these shows became born. And the unique thing with this show was she was basically living it. It was about her and her husband. And obviously there's it's a comedic Hollywood version of it. But then this is her real husband. They go home and, and he's that same guy. Like he's still... He plays in a band like he was doing that in real life as well. And it was one of the things that drove him apart was he'd be done with the show. And then he would be like, all right, I'm off to go play in this you know, Latin club. And he'd go play live music and have women all over him. And that's one of the reasons that they split was he was cheating on her. But mm-hmm. it was just weird because it's like you see it in the show and then you see it in real life. And it's basically they're just putting their actual real life on screen, almost like a reality show, but not at all. I thought um, the whole tidbit where they like shelved the thing, they shelved the pilot and they went and did this vaudeville show. So the vaudeville show was pretty interesting because the whole premise of the show was he's doing like a show and she's his wife and she's trying to be part of the show the entire time. So she would like come like and just try to interrupt and be part of the show in different ways. And it seems so fitting for her. And for her comedic timing and stuff, I'm sure it was actually amazing in person to see uh, to see her do that. And he was first playing the straight man, and I'm sure she was crushing it like during that during that tour. Yeah, you could definitely imagine. Yeah, and it goes just going back to her childhood. The bird thing was a real interesting tidbit. I found I, I just because you're three, I don't expect people to remember anything when they're three, right? Like it, we're lucky to have one memory from two to three years old. And unfortunately, if you do, it's usually something dark. So the one thing she remembers from the day her father dies is a bird getting trapped in the house. And I guess I can understand how that becomes like a lifelong phobia mm-hmm. because that is, I would happened. guess that's her first me- memory. Look what happened to Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How'd that turn out for him? Yeah. Couldn't look at a set of pearls for the rest of his life. Hmm. I was talking about the bats. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pearls too. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people have fear of pearls. I don't think. I mean, right. have you watched enough? If you watch enough Batman movies, you do. You're like, oh, they're going to do this scene again because every Batman movie has to do the scene with the pearls. So, got to do uh, it. Oyster ceratisphopia. Yeah, fear of pearls. You could have just asked me. I swear to God, there's a there's a <laughs> word for every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just what asked me. Is the fear of pearls? Although there's another one, um, co- cosmomophobia. Yeah, yeah, it's when you're afraid of cosmomolo. <laughs> what is that one? I guess uh, Nikola Tesla had a fear of pearls. Why? I don't get it. I don't understand the fear of pearl. The fear of maybe choking on it if you're into eating oysters. Maybe it has to do with. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it, but I don't know. It, it, it's associated with gems, pearls, jewels. It's like all in the same sort of... Uh, I'm just definitely there. afraid of money. Is there a word <laughs> so for being afraid of money? <laughs> I bet there is. I bet there is a, a fear of it. There has to be. When I bet on the Celtics, I feel like I have that fear. I'm like, yeah, just give, give him my money <laughs> away. <laughs> just take it. Promiotophobia. What is it? I'm definitely pronouncing all of these wrong, but that's the fear of money is a crow... Chrome chrome to phobia. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's obviously. If you have money, that, just just send it all to me. Yeah, we'll take care of that for you. We'll alleviate you of your phobias. And we're money here. to we're phobia to is the fair yeah. of chrome. Gotta be. Yeah. 
put that one on the list of really good jokes that we've made here on hometown ghost stories. <laughs> so that first that first shirt. haunting is is interesting. Just to get back to the ghosts. There was a friend driving by the house, and it seems that they were. I don't think they were tearing it down, but I think they were doing renovations to it, like heavily no, they, doing renovations. They tore it down, so they were they were moving a lot of stuff. Supposedly, tore the entire thing down, but they were tearing it down piece by piece or something like that. And there was like a big fence around it, and they had just started it, but they had done a lot of work on the second floor. I don't think they ever tore it down. I think you're wrong. I'm pretty sure the house still stands, but they completely changed the look of it. So they were tearing apart, according to this article that I'm on right now, which is called housebeautiful.com, which is obviously where we all get our news from. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they were just doing heavy renovations because they were sick of people stopping by and taking pictures of the house. Mm, so they went for the old classic stucco look, which is Rob's favorite. Yeah. And but, but basically, while they were doing all these renovations, whether they were tearing it down or just renovating, they had apparently knocked out a lot of walls and they saw her ghost and her ghost seemed to be confused and shocked. And yeah. this actually kind of made me feel bad for the ghost. She's probably like, the hell are these people doing in my house? Mm-hmm. And was confused and disoriented. And uh, here's the direct quote. A friend of Lucille's drove past the property to see the home one last time. The walls were missing and she could see Lucille's old bedroom. He noticed a tall, slim redhead peering through the fence at, at what was left. She turned towards him and realized, uh, and he realized it was Lucy. She looked upset and confused. She then walked around the corner of the house and disappeared. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've read it a few different versions. One was she was on the second floor frantically walking around looking at what what he did what they did to the house and she looked out the window at her friend so there was a few different versions of that story i'm not sure which one is the actual one i couldn't find out the friend's name i kind of dug for that a little bit and couldn't couldn't uh figure that out was it ethel was it ethel could have been ethel it could have been i mean do you not watch the show that was her best friend. I was going yeah, so to ask you. Yeah. Go ahead. Is there a word for the fear of ethyls? Ethylophobia. Ethylophobia. <laughs> it's got to be. No, there's no fear. <laughs> it's not a word for that yet. We've invented it, Jesse. It's okay. It's but there is a shirt available on Amazon that says "Have No Fear." Ethyl is here, so oh. that would probably uh, help out some of the people that are afraid of that person with that name. But according to this one, Gary sold the house and the new owners were so bothered by visiting tourists, they decided to redo the facade with stucco so it would be virtually unrecognizable. And it also appears that they removed part of the home on the right. And uh, here's what it looks like today. So they put a picture up of it with the stucco house. And it does appear to be missing a large chunk of the house, which might be why some people think that they completely tore down the house. But judging by just the overall structure, it looks like they kept the at least the bones of the house. Mm-hmm. It's It's still got that um, it's still got the gables and the the one peak on the left side of the house. That's definitely the same. So either they kept the same idea in mind for the structure of it, um, or they just kept the bones of it and completely redid the thing and changed it to stucco. So I, I, if they're trying to make it unrecognizable for the idea that they, they're sick of tourists stopping by and taking pictures of the house, I doubt they would keep the same plans and build the house in the same exact shape. When was this? Early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. They're early building codes. If you're, or if you're getting like, if you're doing like a home renovation and you need to get a loan from the bank, there's, there's laws. It didn't depends. It varies state to state, but you have to leave at least one wall standing. You can't knock the whole thing down. Otherwise it's a tear down, not a, a renovation. So mm-hmm. that could be reason too. 
Could be. Yeah. So e- either way, they strip it down basically to the bones, it looks like, and then redid it. But it seems that her ghost was pretty upset with what was going on there, whether she was pissed off or just confused. I don't know. But that's not the only ghost sighting with Lucille Ball. What else do we have for ghost sightings? Well, I mean, then she's still in that house. She is still haunting the second floor of the attic of that house. And she does like the normal ghost stuff. And it's reported that she's actually a very like friendly and playful spirit. There's never been any like maliciousness or anything with the ghost. However, the one that the one haunting with it that really like threw me for a loop that would be kind of terrifying, like if it happened, especially like in the middle of the night is the theme song to the show starting to play in the attic. For some reason, the only way I can imagine this is that it's not just the theme song, but it's the theme song slowed down with a lot yeah, of reverb. Yeah, that's how I picture it, too. <laughs> like a lot of reverb. That would be creepy. That would be yeah. creepy. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't have the theme song in my head, but if, but yeah. There's yeah. no way. Any any song from that era, you actually really any song in general, you slow it down, add some reverb to it, all of a sudden it's got a real creepy vibe to it. They got to do that. Yeah. Mm. So that's how I was picturing it, too, because I, I just went to... Um, one of my favorite games is Bioshock and what they do with the music in the game is that. And it is terrifying. It's these upbeat songs, but they slow them down just enough and they give mm-hmm. that reverb. I'm like, man, that must be what they're doing with that, with that uh, song. Like as you walk by, you go into the bathroom in the middle of the night, you just hear it coming from the top of the attic down. It would be yeah, unfortunately, the most horrifying thing ever. Unfortunately for us, that's not enough to avoid a copyright strike. So, <laughs> yeah, we've tried to do it and it makes every song so creepy. It'd be so good for the show. Yeah, but can't do it. Can't mm. do it. They'll still catch you. They'll still All catch you. Stupid that, rules. That doesn't surprise me, though, that her ghost is a friendly ghost. Like, I just can't mm. picture Lucille Ball being like an evil entity yeah. to harm people. Like, yeah. she's just like, like, she'll go in and just like strangle you, scratch your back, and then she's doing the dance after, which actually sounds horrifying when you put it like that. <laughs> Just this yeah. ghost just mocking you right next to you. Yeah. yeah. I love Lucifer, the demon spirit of the sealed ball. <laughs> I love Lucifer. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's the spinoff right there. Mm, I'd watch I could see it. I could see a bad horror movie being made like that. <laughs> I could too. Uh, if you're out there and you're producing movies. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they did the Winnie the Pooh one. I was about I mean, to say, I don't think the Winnie the Pooh one worked out. So the next next step is I love Lucifer. True. Um, we do have the other haunting, but Lucille Ball actually had a ghost visit her in during her life. And it's the reason she actually did the show I Love Lucy. It was Carol Lambert, who was also her friend in real life who had passed away, her ghost visited her and told her that she should do the I love Lucy show. So that's a real interesting one. And that's why she did it. Cause she wasn't going to do it in the, originally. So, hmm. Thanks to that ghost. Yeah. Got us so, an all time classic. Yep. Changed the trajectory of her life. Better than every Hollywood manager out there, I guess. Changed the direction of television. Change the direction for of the, the first, yeah, just the entire industry. Yeah, we so wouldn't have I Love Lucifer without that ghost. That's true. How would you? That's you never <laughs> would have ended up there. Some of here we are. <laughs> you would have to shoot it in that style, though. Like you would have to do that nineteen forties, <laughs> yeah, style, but but overly violent. Yeah, 
Yeah. Honey, hey. I'm home. <laughs> her, hus- her husband's no longer in a, a Cuban band. He's now in a death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> Just comes home wearing like the studded necklace, <laughs> tattooed sleeves. Perfect. Uh, and the, o- the only other haunting that's uh, commonly associated with her is at the old heart uh, studio, which is on Paramount studios as well. And that's where they filmed. I love Lucy. That's where Desilu studios was based out of. And another kind of creepy one where they see her spirit, like on the upper floors and she's either moving like insanely fast sometimes or as slow as a crawl. And that's creepy detail. It's, it's a creepy, like, both sides is creepy. Like seeing something move that fast would catch a breath, but seeing it move really slow would probably turn your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fast one, usually when you see something move really fast in a house, you assume it's a car passing, ca- casting a shadow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how close this is in proximity to a street or something like that. Something moving very slow is creepy as well. But if I were to see something that I was sure was like a spirit or a shadow figure or an entity or something like that, and it's moving really fast, that's when I would get really scared because it's not something you can outrun. Yeah. And this one has the the smell of the perfume, the the flowery perfume as well. But again, nothing, nothing, you know, dark or anything. She's just there. And I, I mentioned it in the episode, but Paramount Studios has a lot of hauntings associated with it. And one day maybe we'll dive into some of the other hauntings that are at Paramount Studios. Yeah, that could definitely be an episode. I've heard of that being very haunted as well. Yeah. And th- the last thing is her her gravesite, her graveyard. I saw a few things there, but nothing like substantiated. It was just like every story of it is like in her graveyard's haunted. It's like, okay, what do you see? It doesn't even say what they see or anything. It'll just say her graveyard is haunted, her grave's haunted. It's like, can we have some more specifics on that? Yeah, yeah I think it's just it's a go to. I think less graveyards are haunted than a lot of people think. You think graveyard, you think haunted, you think dead people are there, you think that's probably haunting. But I think a lot less, a lot. there's definitely haunted graveyards out there, but I think there's a lot less of them than people really think because a lot of times there's no reason for their ghost to be there. Like they didn't die there. They were long dead before they got brought there in most cases. There's definitely haunted ones out there. There's horrifying ones out there. But I think that's more probable that she's haunting her former home or the studio and with no ghost stories to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always the European-style graveyards that are haunted, the ones with that gothic look. Because if you go to different cultures around the world, it's really just Europe. And because of Europe, the United States, that have those style graveyards, a lot of different cultures have, like, friendly-themed graveyards or family-themed almost to encourage families to come and spend time with their loved ones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see that down in Mexico a lot. I mean, they, they have you know, celebrations, like pe- people go there and they bring food there. And it's just like, a, a that's, it feels like it's what it should be is it should be a place that you go to visit. You have these terrifying looking graveyards, especially in Europe where it's like, if I was a kid and my parents were like, all right, let's go visit granddad. I'd be like, I don't want to go there. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand cultures that have a much more welcoming uh, atmosphere to these things. Cause it should be, you know, it's a place you're going to go pay respects in spending time with uh, with those who have passed. Exactly. Very true. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for the ghost of Lucille Ball, though. 
It's a good it's one. A cool one. Yeah, it is a it is a cool one, and it's it's different too. So that yeah. we always appreciate. So you still get your run in the mill haunts, but it's a it's an interesting one, and it seems like it's more of a positive and friendly spirit, which we would expect out of her character in life. Seems like it's still the same in death. Yeah, and please don't if you're gonna haunt me. Please don't play old theme songs. Slow down from the attic. <laughs> yeah, no, no <laughs> reverb, no time shift on it. Just leave it normal. You hear the "I Love Lucy" song? That sounds normal. You Maybe know, we'll my put... first reaction when I heard that one was like, "It's her house." Maybe they're they they got a someone just threw on an old episode or something, or they got like a TV running, almost like it's a uh, museum's type situation. But that's not the situation at all. Uh, maybe you can you can actually do that and instead of throwing it on youtube we can throw the song slow down with the reverb on patreon just so that people can hear what it sounds like on patreon yeah i'm not risking it anywhere else that's, that's <laughs> what i mean yeah on <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, do you want to thank our patreon members jesse for our patrons the vips we have allison v garrett genie r justin t lisa j mike obliette blake mom and pops w robert h demon king irish assassin gaming aka inspires brand new name change for irish there thank you guys so much thanks for being vips we also have ambie rose anna campbell chris c who's a brand new patron thank you so much chris donnie n lily jake v janice g marfire matthew t papa squatch peach smoothie rachel b randy c that's another new patron there welcome to the warren's wards we have Sarah Cook, Stephanie A, Cindy B, Al Capone, Anthony T, Ashley M, Brandon W, Brennan B, Captain McSlugs, Cody G, Huska, Huska, Huggy Bear. I'm, I, I hope Huska stays for a while because we're going to do that every single time. Uh, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kiralee J, Mark M, Mariah M, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, another new patron. Welcome to the Ghost Pirate Mafia. Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, Soph Hooper, and the other Rachel God. B. Damn it, Jesse. I'm not going to do it just because you're uncomfortable with it. I'm so uncomfortable. The other Rachel B now is the caboose. (laughs) (laughs) The cabooska. (laughs) You're out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, for as little as $3 a month, you can get your name on this prestigious list of patrons and you get exclusive access to backstage content. Unreleased footage from investigations as well as ad-free episodes uh patreon hangouts all sorts of fun stuff a lot of a lot of perks for our patrons and we appreciate you guys so much anyways i think that'll pretty much do it gentlemen anything else that's it for me cool leave a five-star review on apple podcasts make sure you like this video hit subscribe share with your friends tell everyone you love about us and we'll see you guys on tuesday for another live episode of hometown ghost stories Please.